Why should you visit Kings Island? Do it because less time planning means more time for this. Do it to take a one-day family vacation. Do it to catch a serious case of the giggles together. And of course, do it to eat a funnel cake the size of your face. Because here at Kings Island, doing something just for the fun of it is all the reason you need. Right now, everyone pays kids' price. Kings Island tickets just $45 online. In the heat of the moment, you're not just keeping it calm, you're keeping it cool too. With an ice cold cold brew, and not just any cold brew, but one that's slow steeped and mixed with brown sugar and molasses flavor. With a cold foam infused with brown sugar coolness and a cinnamon sugar sprinkle on top. That's keeping it calm, cool, and cold brewed. With Dunkin's new brown sugar cream cold brew, America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary, limited time offer, terms apply. Hello there, welcome to another episode of This Week in History with me, your host, Dan the Viking. First things first, Happy New Year to everybody. Thank you for joining me in 2022. Now, from those of you who have seen the title of this episode, I think it was a bit of a giveaway, but we are going to talk about 2021. Obviously, now we are in 2022, I would say that classes as history. Now, 2021, I think we can all agree that we started last year thinking, thank God 2020 is over. Little did we know that 2020 was a fucking prequel to a second shit year in a row. 2021 was just as bad. Okay, now I'm going to do a bit of a recap. We did this last year, and this recap, I am going to stay away from the ins and outs of things so i don't really want to give you too much detail um but we're going to cover some of the events that you probably forgot about from last year now the first event that we're going to cover i think everybody will remember um i think for those of you who are in america i think you will definitely remember this and that is the 6th of january 2021 um, and it is dubbed that the day America will never forget, um, which is where a mob of people uh, entered the Capitol building in uh, in Washington and threatened to attack the senators that were were, were there at the time. Now the um, the news coverage in the UK was not great um it wasn't we didn't really get a huge amount about it um i know from speaking to people in america a lot of people um a lot of people you know saw these as um right wing uh, fanaticals um a lot of people saw it as people on the left trying to encourage 
the right and I don't know the politics and the ins and outs of it. Um, all I know is it was something that was worldwide news and something that should never have happened. Um, and less than a week later, um, Donald Trump, President Donald Trump, should I say, was, uh, well, will go down in history for being the first ever president in US history to be impeached twice. Now, he was acquitted for the second time on the 13th of February, but nonetheless, it is a little bit of a claim to fame that he uh, was impeached twice, uh, which is uh, a new feat for any president. The next major event that happened was the inauguration of Joe Biden. Now, for me, the only thing I ever remember from the inauguration of Joe Biden was Bernie Sanders and his mittens. Uh, anyone else remembers anything other than that? I, I I don't know if he was really paying attention last year, but to me, Bernie Sanders with his little mittens that that summed up Joe Biden's inauguration for me. Didn't really pay much attention to what he said, um, but then, hey, it's not my country. Um, we're gonna just uh, have a little bit of a, a quick look back f um, over some of the famous people that we we lost last year. Um, some very famous people. Um, we lost Larry King, Alex Trebek, Norm MacDonald, Rush Limbaugh, and for those this side of the pond, uh, we lost Prince Philip as well. Um, so the Grim Reaper certainly had its uh, had his say last year. Um, I've just read as well that we also lost DMX last year, so I didn't know about that. That's a new one for me. So... It was a bit of a strange year. The Super Bowl came back. Tom Brady winning yet again. Uh, this was something that I think we kind of expected. Um, the Buccaneers were a very, very good side last year. But I don't think anyone really saw it happening. I mean, I called it last year. I will say I called it. For those of you who uh, listened to my Super Bowl episode, I did call it. I did say Brady was going to win. Um, so I'll I'll take that one. Thank you very much. Um, but yeah, we you know the Super Bowl came back, but the the fans didn't. Now we have got fans back in the in the grounds now, but um, I don't think the atmosphere is is anywhere near what it used to be. And let's not forget that in February we had a very freak storm that hit Texas, killing more than two hundred people. Um, this was something that was a bit of a bit of a shock, especially in this country when you see. Um, winter storms hitting Texas. I mean, we always see Texas as, um, you know, like a desert, <laughs> especially from the UK. We see it as a very hot place. So uh, to see the snow and things like that hit Texas like it did last year, um, and if I'm correct, the same snows or similar snows that are hitting Tennessee right now. Um, so, yeah, it's a, a bit of a strange one. Some of the weather that you, you have over there um, really does sort of get me a little bit with some of that but we you know we never know um we never know what to expect but i suppose let's be honest you guys probably take the piss out of the british weather more than we we could ever take the mick out of the americans so you know our our weather over here is is rainy gray and drizzly that's how it is that's how it it always has been um in uh, February as well, uh, February the 18th, uh, NASA's rover completed its 300 million mile journey and successfully landed on Mars. Um, mm, 
Now, I am one of the massive conspiracy theories when it comes to NASA. Um, did it land on Mars or did it just land somewhere in the desert? I don't know. We'll leave that one up to you guys. The following month, uh, there was a another uh, mass shooting in America where uh, eight people were, were murdered, uh, including six Asian women um, in the Atlanta area um, or what they call the Atlanta Spas. Um, this obviously drew more attention to the rising crime against Asians in, in America. Um, however, from what I'm aware, this uh, wasn't actually racially motivated, this attack in any way, shape or form. It was specifically to people working in that industry. Um, doesn't give it any more or less credence. Um, just I think the, the news outlets actually got this one wrong. Um, the following month, uh, April the 15th, daily COVID-19 vaccinations peaked in the US as age restrictions were lifted and the daily vaccination rate would dip in the summer, but it rose again in later months as boosters began to be improved. Now, I have my own opinion on COVID-19. I have my own opinion on the vaccines. If you want to know it and you uh, don't mind my opinion probably being different to yours, feel free to message me, um, but I'm not going to be giving my opinion on covid over this podcast because it has absolutely nothing to do with history um april the 20th uh police officer or should i say ex-police officer derek chauvin was convicted of the murder of george floyd in minneapolis um i don't really need to say any more than that um i think it was a foregone conclusion um anybody who has seen the footage which was uh harrowing enough regardless of mr floyd's previous uh prior convict or previous convictions or anything like that um there was no denying that what happened to him shouldn't have happened so um you know the rightly rightly decision by the uh the the judge and the jury and uh yeah we'll we'll leave that one absolutely where it is june now june was the start of the olympics an amazing olympics uh, all considered what was uh, what was happening uh, saw great britain take 65 medals uh, japan with 58 china with 88 and the usa with 113 uh, russia also with 71 in fifth place usa with 38 gold medals 30 sorry 39 gold medals for the usa 38 for china 27 for japan which was their best ever um i mean we know from london 2012 when you've got home field advantage it does make a huge difference and 22 gold medals for great britain now i would just like to put that into perspective for everybody listening when you actually look at the size of the countries and you look at um the the population a country the size of great britain to continuously finish in the top four or five is a massive massive credence to our athletics um you know the next country of a similar size to us you're probably looking at somewhere france germany italy they're all sort of eight nine ten on the medal table australia another dark horse absolutely fantastic sixth place in the medals 
17 gold medals and 46 overall. I mean, that's that's absolutely fantastic. Again, Australia. All right, Australia is a huge country. Population size, it's not there. It's not a very big population. Um, so they did amazing to, to finish where they did. And that is a, a huge testament to, you know, to some of the athletics that go on in, in the world um, and some of the athletics that go in a, across across Europe and, and the rest of the world. Um, America, China, they're always number one and two, but I think any any country that comes, comes in after that um, and can beat the bigger countries like Russia, um, you know, they're, they're fantastic. Now... Later in the in that month, you're talking the Euros, Euro 2020. Now, for Americans, I'm assuming you probably don't know a huge amount about the Euros. The Euros is a cup. Uh, you have one in America. Um, I believe it's called the Copa del Rey, um, which is essentially all of the American uh, countries, be that America, Canada, all of the South American countries, you all compete in a cup. And the winner wins a cup. <laughs> Basically, that's how it works. The Euros is massive in this in this country. We have the Euros every two years, the or every four years, and the World Cup every four years. So it goes Euros, World Cup, Euros, World Cup. Every two years, we have a major tournament. England notoriously are not very good. Believe it or not. Even though we invented football, even though we have some of the best players in the world, some of the most famous players in the world, we are not um, a world-beating footballing nation. And we haven't won a trophy since 1966. However, 2021 saw England get to the final of Euro 2020. This was huge for this country. Everybody, I mean, pretty much everybody had an England flag out. It was massive. We were so excited, so looking forward to it. And those dirty, cheating Italians ripped it away from us. Um, for anyone who actually watched the game, um, we were basically attacked <laughs> by the Italian team the entire game um, and, and lost. So... Um, yeah, bit depressing, but uh, it was a a very good tournament, and uh, you know, fingers crossed for the World Cup for England. We've uh, we've got a good footing, so hopefully we can push on and uh, and hopefully do do better next year to, or this year, twenty twenty two for the World Cup. And that is, however many people actually watch it, because. Uh, for those of you who are, are not aware, there are a lot of people across the world who are boycotting the 2022 World Cup because it is being played in Qatar. Now, again, that might not mean much for most people, but Qatar basically had to buy the World Cup. Um, they they didn't really have the infrastructure for it, so they basically bought it. They bought the right to the World Cup. And so far, there have been 6,500 immigrant workers in Qatar who have been building these um, stadiums who have died um, from the poor conditions of the building sites. So 
this has never happened. Um, their Human Rights Act doesn't exist. Um, so there are a lot of people across the world who are refusing to uh, actually uh, watch this World Cup purely on the basis that um, thousands of thousands of people have died building these stadiums in in the desert. So, for those of you who don't know, that uh, that is that is why. <laughs> so. Uh, June. June is a pretty bad month, actually, when you consider that um, you know England lost, and uh, also it was the arrival of the Delta variant. You know, uh, I, I'm almost certain we could have called that there was going to be a new COVID variant that arose in the middle of summer, when they generally tend to die out in summer, and the mass hysteria around COVID would have died down that would be the perfect time for a new variant to come in. And that's exactly what happened. Um, and the deaths went through the roof, um, and, and they really did. You know, um, They started to really peak in sort of June, June going into September. Um, we had a, a big problem in this country as to whether they were going to lock down again or whether they were going to keep us open. Eventually, they did keep us open. Um, but it was just... Uh, a very much of an umming and ahhing by our by the British government to not really come up with a decision as to whether they were going to well what they were going to do. They just literally didn't know their ass from their rear end. Um, <clears throat> for those of you who don't know, that's just a saying. They don't know what's going on. Uh, June in tw- uh, June the twenty fourth, there was a condo tower that collapsed um, in Surfside in Florida that killed 98 people. August the 10th, uh, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo announces his resignation amid sexual harassment allegations. He announced his resignation a week after New York Letitia James published a damaging report that spelled out several workplace harassment and sexual harassment against Cuomo. Now, I don't know a huge amount uh, about American politics. Um, I don't know much about Cuomo. But I do know that you have very, very similar things that happen in America seem to happen over here at pretty much the same time. You had um, a governor in, uh, I believe, in New York who was um, being investigated for sending people out of care homes, sorry, out of hospital into care homes, which increased the spread of COVID. And this happened exactly the same in this country. You have um, people in your Congress who are losing their jobs over sexual harassment, exactly what's happening in this country. You have people who are losing their jobs over affairs, uh, you know, marital affairs, um, exactly what's happening in this country it seems very strange that your politics is is very much entwined with ours um for some of the worst things as well um august the 30th uh, the last u.s troops leave afghanistan marking the end of america's longest war the withdrawal grew chaotic in the final weeks over the u.s backed government in afghanistan fell to the taliban we spent over two decades fighting the Taliban just for Afghanistan to be replaced by the Taliban. Um, 
that to me is one of the biggest blunders that Joe Biden has done in his first, well, eight months there of, of president. You know, forget the bumbling with the words, forget the falling up the stairs, forget all of that. Um, the fact that he removed the troops in such a way um, you know, there was no infrastructure put in place. He left all of the weapons there, all of the just honestly completely baffled me um, how it was done. Um, however, I did read a quote from Joe Biden, which I honestly had to applaud the man. Um, and he said that Americans should not be fighting for a country that the local people don't even want to fight for. Um, and I agree. I totally agree. But it, it just seems like such a loss, you know, two decades of fighting to basically achieve nothing apart from billions of dollars spent and, and hundreds of lives lost. Um, it just doesn't seem necessary. But, you know, he is right. He is absolutely right. How long can Allied forces, be that European and, and American forces, keep fighting for a country that the local people there don't want to fight for? You know, they were quite happy to let it go back into the hands of the Taliban. So, um, yeah, I, I'm. I mean, I like I said, I don't know the ins and outs of it. Um, I just know what I hear in the news and what I've read. Um, so although it may have been a bit of a blunder by Joe Biden, um, his reasons behind it, I, I totally agree. Um, just flashing forwards a little bit, um, October the 18th, um, former Secretary of State Colin Powell died of covid uh, 10 people died and hundreds are injured at a Travis Scott Astro World Music Festival in Houston. I remember seeing this on the news. This was quite a, a shocking footage. And November the 19th, um, I would say right now the kid that everyone loves to hate or hates to love, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, was acquitted of all charges steaming from fatal shootings that took place in Kenosha, Wisconsin during the po during the protests following the shooting of Jacob Blake. Rittenhouse was 17 at the time of the shooting and not legally allowed to own a gun. Now this was the biggest thing for me. <clears throat> I understand Americans' right to carry a gun. We don't have it in this country, so it's very hard to give an opinion that isn't going to hit a bit of backlash. I understand Americans' right to carry a gun. I understand that you guys feel very connected to your Second Amendment, and I understand why. However, this guy took a gun to protect a property. Now, I've seen the videos, I've seen the footage of it. He was out there to protect his town. He was attacked. Um, he didn't fire 
straight away. He was knocked to the ground. And then somebody pulled a weapon on him. And he shot. He shot a couple of people. Um, and injured another. However. Now as much as I. Straight there. I'll go. He's been knocked down. The guy pulls a gun on him. They're trying to hit him with things. He uses his weapon to defend himself. 100% I agree with that. However. At the time. He's 17 years old. He's not legally allowed to own that rifle. Or that weapon. So he shouldn't have had it. Point blank. He shouldn't have had that gun. Because legally. He can't own that gun. So. To me. Now this might get me a bit of backlash. But to me. On the basis that he shouldn't have had that gun. That is enough. For that to be. For him not to be acquitted of that. He should have been convicted. However. <laughs> I get another however. Had he have been 18. I think he was well within his right. It's it's one of those grey areas. But at the end of the day. He actually shouldn't have been there. With a gun at 17 years old. So. I don't know. You guys. I got absolutely crucified last year. For saying something about Donald Trump. So I'm guaranteeing somebody is going to take offence to my thoughts on Carl Rittenhouse. So feel free, send me a message. Um, you can do it on Facebook, you can do it on the Facebook group. You can email me at twihpod at gmail.com. Or you can just not, if you've gotten a problem with what I've got to say. Um, hopefully I won't get any uh, any offensive messages now in December we had a tornado that hit Western Kentucky that killed um, dozens of people um, and a day after losing his home in those Kentucky tornadoes Jordan Bays inspires millions across the country by playing there's something about that name on his piano um, I have seen that again it's just a it's nice that people can take something good out of something bad Um and to end the year in 2021, we'll end with a highlight. December the 29th, Geline Maxwell was convicted of child sex trafficking. Now, it's been a bit of a shit year. Um, thousands more people across the world have died with COVID. The royal family have had scandal after scandal um mainly due to Meghan Markle um I will say um I don't care what most people's opinion of her being british she's not really uh done us <laughs> she's not done us proud at all um the allegations of racism that have been slammed through the royal family um you know appreciate if something was said, then uh, I believe it should have been, we should be told what was said. This uh, interview that she did with uh, Oprah Winfrey, you know, we should know the ins and outs. To to stand there and make a sweeping statement about members of the royal family, um, when you are a serial liar, you know, uh, she's been proven to be a liar on, on so many occasions, 
um, to then come out and say something so damaging to the British royal family, um, and then to not actually back it up with any evidence. Um, I don't know whether she was allowed to or, or not, but it it didn't sit well with the British public. Let's put it that way. A majority of the British public now um, sort of think, well, you know, Harry's made his bed, he's going to lie in it, sort of thing. Whereas beforehand, it was like um, we we had a lot of respect for Harry for what he'd done. Um, you know, his, his time in the armed forces and things like that. You know, we we had uh, a lot of respect for Prince Harry and now it's sort of almost fallen by the wayside. Um, I think that respect level has completely gone and his wife has uh, been a, a massive contributor to that. So, yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's just one thing that's happened. Um, I'll give you a, a bit of a perspective from from the UK. Um, we have gone from potentially locking down to not locking down, to potentially locking down, to not locking down, to you're going to wear masks, to everybody now needs a second jab, to the second jab doesn't work, everybody now needs a booster, to the third jab doesn't work, everybody now needs a fourth shot, um, to put your mask back on, uh, even though we said masks don't work, but now masks do work because we want you to wear masks, but, you know, we want you to have a jab, but we don't want you to have too many jabs. But now we want you to have a second jab. And now, now we want you to have a third. Now we want you to have a fourth. Um, I think it's quite obvious where my standards are with COVID. Um, I just can't see a way out of this. Um Australia has had uh, a very tough time with with COVID. Um, the restrictions that have been put on in Australia um, make the British seem like God. Like honestly, I can't fathom what's going on in Australia. They seem to be so so strict. It's it's almost like some of the stories coming out of. Um, out of the country where you you know you can't even leave your house um there are people being arrested because they went to a restaurant that somebody caught covid on the restaurant and they were there within 24 hours of that person that caught covid but then they didn't self isolate so now they're being arrested um australia almost is is turning into a bit of a dictatorship and i hope it doesn't go that way um but yeah, that does seem seem a bit strange. What's going on over there? Boris Johnson, a serial liar, um, been found out for having um, parties in Downing Street. There's been reports of party after party after party in 2020. These these parties happened in 2020, but have only come to light in 2021. And Boris and his cronies were having parties when people in the UK weren't even allowed to go to funerals to see their, you know, their nan or granddad be buried. Um, people had to die in hospital on their own in the UK while Boris was having cheese and wine in his back garden with 100 other uh, members of parliament. So this one rule for one and one rule for another has been something that's uh, come out quite a lot this year. And I think, Really, 
I think I speak for everybody on the planet right now in the saying, we've had enough of COVID. We've had enough of all the bullshit. We've had enough of all the lies, be that whether you believe in the vaccine or you don't believe in the vaccine, wherever the lie comes from, you know, wherever you sit on that fence, whether you believe um, that, you know, we can get out of this, whether you believe we can't get out of this, whether you believe in lockdowns or not. Um, I just want a politician, whether it be an American, a British, Australian, Canadian, hell, a fucking French politician, just come out and tell us the truth. How many people have died? What's happened? Do the vaccines work? Are we going to get out of this? Is there a light at the end of the tunnel? What's going to happen in 2022? Um, 2020 was such a shit year, and I don't think anybody thought that by by the end of 2021, we would be pretty much in the same position. I think everybody thought, this is it, we're going to pull through this year, this is the year, 2021, this is the year we're going to get out of this, and uh, well, it wasn't, was it guys, and to cap it all off, me, your host, uh, your favourite history lecturer, teacher, podcast, your favourite person across the pond, caught covid um, over Christmas, and that is why you haven't had an episode for so long, because I haven't actually been in a state to record, and you can probably hear a little bit in my voice, <clears throat> there are a few crackles, uh, a couple of little coughs here and there, um, and a couple of times you might hear, I'm going to try and edit them out, but you might hear a, a, a stop in the recording where I've had to pause and cough and then carry on, hopefully you won't hear those, um, because I am going to try and edit them all out so they don't come, you know, they're, they're not obvious. But hopefully you guys have uh, enjoyed this episode. We are back. We are back this year. We're back with a vengeance. So I'm going to be smashing these episodes out now, um, getting you as many episodes as we physically can get for you. Um, I want to push at least to one episode a week if I can push any more out, then I will do. Um, so, thank you all for joining me this week. Thank you for joining me back in 2022. And like I say, every week, guys, if there's anything you want to hear, any specific episode, let me know. We can always try and do that for you. We are on Patreon. It's just patreon.com forward slash This Week in History. Get yourselves over there. It's $5 a month, but it will cut out all of these adverts. So you might find, and, and I'm sure, I'm, ugh, excuse me, I'm assuming some of you guys will be like, adverts? We don't get adverts. Well, the adverts are random. Okay, so some sometimes you will sit there, you'll listen to maybe two or three episodes, and you won't hear a single advert. Other times, you'll only listen to one advert, uh, one episode and you'll hear five or six adverts so the adverts are completely random i know for a fact i've listened to these episodes before and heard no episodes uh, no episode no adverts and vice versa so if you do find the adverts annoying get yourselves over to patreon it's five dollars 
and you can get all of these ad, uh, all of these episodes ad free. Now, I will be trying to get some extra advert, uh, extra episodes. God, I've got adverts on the brain now. Get some extra episodes out onto Patreon this year, just so there are a few extra bonuses for being over there. But the biggest bonus, guys, for being on Patreon, the biggest bonus is that it will put a smile on my face, and every penny goes towards the podcast. Every penny goes back into the podcast it goes into um, for buying new equipment I am hopefully this year looking to upgrade my laptop and my microphone system I have had a review um, that wasn't a great review it was only a two-star review but it was mainly on the fact that these these episodes come out quite quiet so when people are listening through headphones they do seem quite quiet so obviously the only way to counter that is for me to buy better equipment the only way for me to buy better equipment guys is for you to join me on patreon and send me some of your hard-earned money for my hard-earned time so hopefully we'll see you over there if not the next best thing you can do for me this goes out to every single person listening the next best thing i can get from any of you guys is share 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 hand this podcast off to all of your friends all of your family anybody you know who's interested in history pick an episode send them that episode let them have a listen and let them know what they think because the more people that join my podcast the higher up the charts we get the better we get and the more people join our community and join us over on facebook this week in history podcast join me there guys and play the game for this week because we have a new episode coming for you and that is courtesy of my father again he has got a blinding episode for you this week and hopefully one that you will all enjoy thank you for joining me guys happy new year and just remember we all have history make yours great bye-bye in the heat of the moment you're not just keeping it calm you're keeping it cool too with an ice cold cold brew And not just any cold brew, but one that's slow-steeped and mixed with brown sugar and molasses flavor. With a cold foam infused with brown sugar coolness and a cinnamon sugar sprinkle on top. That's keeping it calm, cool, and cold brewed. With Dunkin's new brown sugar cream cold brew, America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. The world is always on, but you shouldn't be. Put junk sleep to bed. At Mattress Firm's Black Friday Now Sale, save up to 60% on Sealy with queen mattresses starting at $279.99. Talk to a sleep expert today and unjunk your sleep. Bundling car and renter's insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? Look for the signs. Chances are they live in a home and have a car. They use money and enjoy having more of it. They probably drink lots of lemonade. Mmm, lemonade. And they've probably said something suspicious like, I'm bundling with Geico or stop spying on me with those binoculars. If so, you may want to ask them how easy it was to bundle with Geico. Bundling is easy with Geico. Just ask your neighbors.
Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a drama coach to be an IT guy. Yeah, I'm having trouble logging in. I'm not buying it. Say it again. This time with feeling. I can't log in? Come on, man. I want to feel your struggle. But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Now, like your life depends on it. I can't log in. Yes, we'll make an actor out of you yet. For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a stuntman to do their home renovations. Just finished the new sunroom, Mrs. C. The best part is I used candy glass for all the windows. So you can do this and this. Doesn't hurt a bit either. But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. And if you don't want to take the long way to the kitchen, the walls are breakaway too. See? For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today.